G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Nothing like getting into some more controversial conversation today. By most measures, our governments appear to be on top of the health effects and the economic safety net for those of us who are affected by the fallout from what's happening with COVID-19. But We're not out of the woods yet, and the economic recovery is still not guaranteed. What's more, on this program, on a number of occasions, we've drawn attention to some less-than-healthy signs that governmental power is being abused. Most Australians will be thankful that the nationwide lockdowns have alleviated some of the crises that we can see in other nations. But on the other hand, the idea of rising authoritarianism or the emergence of even what some are calling a police state, are very difficult for Christians to swallow. Christian cultural commentator Bill Muhlenberg has been reflecting on these issues around Christians and how we relate to the state and the concept of blind obedience. Bill Muhlenberg, welcome back to 2020. Great to be back. Bill, you've been reflecting, especially over this past week, about how there's a certain twist you can put on teaching in the Bible that some Christians occasionally get wrong, and it involves the state. Give us some insight here. Yeah, well, we've probably said many times over the years on various kind of tough issues that, as always, we really need to get the biblical balance. Whenever we go off on one extreme or the other, we can usually get into trouble. Often that's the way cults and heresies develop, in fact, take a bit of biblical truth but push it too far in one direction without the other biblical truths to go with it. So it's the same here when we look at the general idea of how should the Christian relate to the state, as always, we can get off on really unbiblical tangents. Uh, Two of them especially come to mind. Uh, One is the kind of uh, almost Christian libertarian or anarchist who says, oh, government is evil, Uh, you know, taxation is theft. They really want nothing to do with the state at all. Uh, I often find myself dealing with those folks and saying, well, sorry, actually, uh, God ordained the state. Government is God's idea. Sure, it can be abused and misused, but uh, in a fallen world, uh, the state has been appointed by God to maintain some order, to deal with justice, punish evildoers, as Romans 13 talks about. But lately, especially with the corona crisis, we've had another extreme that I found myself having to deal with, and that is too many people, including Christians, who seem to argue my state right or wrong. You know, if the government says we should do something, they must be right. They know better than we do. It's a kind of a nanny state idea. The concept that if some expert says this or that has to be done, we just unquestionably do it. And, uh, you know, it's 
That might be not too big a deal for many of us, but we see some of the bigger ticket items. Obviously, many churches around the world have been closed down. We've even had Christian pastors and leaders arrested by the state for doing stuff like maybe having a drive-in church service, people in their own cars at a safe distance. So you can see where there can be a conflict with church and state on these issues. So the other extreme is indeed that. If we just obey blindly whatever the state says and never question it, never hold it to account, well, then we can get into equal trouble. Bill, some will say, what sort of practical things can you apply this sort of thought to? Uh, The idea of being encouraged to dob in your neighbours or the idea of a COVID-19 app that, you know, there's a really strong encouragement, I might say, for us all to download something that does have a tracking capacity to it. Then the idea of not being allowed to go outside and being fined if you're too far from home. These sorts of things really are worrying, even though we can see that there is a health dimension to them. Yeah, again, those are the very issues that we daily face. I was just talking to a neighbor. Maybe I shouldn't have. I better not say this. I might get arrested. But uh, yes, at a distance, talking to a neighbor, she said she knew of a friend. A couple was out for a small drive just about a suburb away from where they live. Uh, Police pulled them over. They had to pay heavy fines. So, you know, these are some practical things. How far is too far? Can the cure become worse than the disease? Can uh, pretty radical infringements on our freedoms and uh, especially a big downturn in the economy because of the lockdowns. Can that be just as bad as, uh, you know, the virus itself? I keep reminding folks that out of 25 and a half million people, we still have not had even as many as 100 deaths to corona. Now, sure, it's sad that we have any. Uh, But, you know, one can question, is this uh, really as bad as some have predicted? In fact, some of the experts in Australia at first were saying hundreds of thousands of dead Australians. So they got it wrong big time. So, yeah, as you say, even things like an app, a lot of Christians are split on this issue. Some are happy to download it, no big deal. Many others are quite concerned about issues like privacy concerns and the like. And, uh, you know, uh, what we know from history is often what can be voluntary one day can easily become mandatory the next day. And it didn't help when we had stuff like the uh, Greg Hunt saying, hey, if you want to go back to the footy, get the app. I mean, that's almost, you know, bribery or blackmail. You know, it may be voluntary, but they're saying, in effect, If you want your freedoms that we've taken away from you, you do what we tell you. Otherwise, we may not give you your freedoms back. So there's a lot of real concerns here. Let's get down to the nitty-gritty, though, Bill, of what a Christian thinks about governmental authority because a lot of people will say, hey, look at Romans chapter 13. Mm -hmm. Uh, The government has the authority to protect the people. Uh, The government has authority that's given from heaven. How do we understand our place in all of this when it comes to the way we recognize government authority? Yeah, good question. And again, I've had a lot of people throw Romans 13 at me as if I should blindly obey and never question. 
that's not what Paul had in mind, obviously. The general principle of Romans 13, 1-7 is, yes, God has ordained the state. Government rulers are God's servants for our good. But even those two terms tell you something. God's servants for our good. Uh, they are not to be acting autonomously on their own. They're delegated authority given by God, and it should be for our own good. Sometimes governments are not acting as God's servants. They are not acting in our good. And, of course, the Bible is full of examples of governments being called to account, whether it's uh, King Herod being taken to task by John the Baptist or, well, even a biblical King David, right? Nathan the prophet rebuking the king for doing wrong. So that is a very interesting Old Testament principle. The king was not absolute. He, too, was under the law of God, and God appointed prophets to keep the kings in check. So as we said at the outset, biblical balance is, is exactly what we need, a uh, kind of rebellious, anarchistic uh, idea that we should have nothing to do with the state. That's not Christian, but guess what? A blind obedience that questions nothing and lets the state get away with murder, well, that's not biblical either. So we got to get that right biblical balance. Is it true to say, Bill, that if we talk about God being above the government, a government can submit to the law of God. But if the government is godless, or even we might say secular, as our government is, and that is godless, then separate from God, if they choose to ignore God, then the only other alternative we have is this idea of statism. The state becomes the ultimate authority. Yeah, absolutely. And many fine Christian thinkers throughout the ages have warned about that very thing. We have to be careful. Runaway state power can be abused horribly and misused, and people can suffer greatly. Uh, You know, we see all kinds of examples, and sometimes it's even those who might claim to have the best interests of the people at heart. Right? Uh, So we can see tyranny easily develop, even, well, especially in a time of crisis and a time of emergency. So we do have to be cautious. Again, the general principle is God has ordained the state. We should submit. But there is, well, you can take this further. There are times for things like civil disobedience, when the state commands you to do something that you just cannot do, say, forcing you to celebrate a homosexual marriage, or if it forbids you from doing something like, say, uh, you know, evangelizing, uh, whatever. There are times when uh, the state oversteps its bound and the Christian has to uh, disobey. You may be uh, willing to face the consequences, but Christians have a higher calling, and that is to God himself and not slavishly to anything the state says. Bill, some might argue we're already way down the path towards an authoritarian government. What are your thoughts about where we might be? Because some of these things happen generationally. Mm. Yeah, well, it's a good point as well. And again, we we want that balance. Uh, I have been saying really from day one of the corona crisis that it is far too easy for the state to overreact, to overstep its bounds, to uh, inflict uh, national lockdowns on the people with uh, all kinds of pretty often quite bad consequences. There's over a million Australians right now out of work. 
uh, probably the Victorian state, the most draconian in its measures of restrictions have been uh, Dan Andrews' Victoria. And guess what? We've got the most uh, abysmal job loss rates of the entire nation. So there's flow-on effects. Again, they may have good intentions. They want to keep people safe. But again, if the cure becomes worse than the disease, we all suffer. Uh, it's one thing for people to, you know, snitch on their neighbors and call the government and say, oh, my neighbor went out for a drive and he might be working. Well, I would say those people who have lost their jobs, who've got no income, who do have a family to feed, uh, I don't think people, especially who are either cushy politicians or those who do have their income still flowing through, really have a right place to start to snitching on neighbors who are getting desperate to feed their family. So again, we need some common sense here. It is just too easy, as history and the Bible teaches us, for the state to go overboard on things, even in a time of crisis. And before you know it, it's very hard to claw back some of those freedoms that have been taken away. Bill, I'm sure listeners can tell that you're not encouraging any sort of anarchy here, uh, that you're not telling people to rebel without any reason. But I suspect uh, you're giving a word of caution that just because we're in Australia and we've been experiencing freedom over these generations doesn't mean that everything is good for the longer term. What are your thoughts for the possibilities uh, that things could go bad if people, and particularly Christian believers, uh, tend to give government this statist authority that somehow or other we appear to be giving them now? Yeah, well, it's always a problem. Uh, The famous saying that the price of freedom is eternal vigilance, that's 100% true. It is just too easy for the state to overstep its bounds and to... you know, once it's uh, experienced a bit of uh, extra power and control, it's hard often for states to give that up. Uh, you know, we may have tried to get the right balance here. I think we did. Uh, Scott Morrison, for example, for weeks now has been saying we really got to open up the schools. The best national health advice is kids are really uh, low down on the list of risk for this. So, uh, but we again, we've had people like Dan Andrews and Victoria who say, no, we're going to keep the restrictions in place. We're going to keep the schools closed. So, uh, again, we can see there's even tension within various governments in Australia. Some know that we've got to get the economy going and we're all going to suffer. Uh, we have to get jobs going again. We have to get employment. Scott Morrison has just said that recently. So I hope some of the states who are not so keen would listen to Scott Morrison and start uh, easing up a bit, given, again, we've done pretty well thus far. Well, Bill, no doubt there'll be listeners who'll want to read your latest articles, and I think you've written 40-plus on issues around COVID-19, the coronavirus. Uh, The latest one that we're drawing attention to today, Christianity, the State, and Blind Obedience. And for listeners, you can get a hold of that article to read when you simply Google Culture Watch one word or go to BillMuhlenberg.com. Bill, thanks so much for an update once again today on 2020. Always a pleasure. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au. 